Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. Hey there, welcome to the special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand. I am joined by my wife, my co-host and best friend, AJ. We have started calling and referring to these as the three and three because we each share kind of like our three biggest highlights. Today we're talking about the interview with John Acuff. So we're going to go back and forth with our three and three. I'm going to let AJ kick it off. So take it away, babe. What Roy didn't tell you is we had to say it's a three and three because if it wasn't, it would be longer than the actual episode. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so my first takeaway with John Acuff, and uh, again, if you haven't, go check out the full interview. It was really, really good. Uh, But it's something that he calls the thumbnail rule. And I thought this was really Mm -hmm. interesting. I never heard it before. But he says that as you're looking at your personal brand, or any brand for that matter, if you were to put your thumb over the logo would you still know that it's your brand? And he said that's for the visual identity and consistency and the look and feel across all of your social media platforms and your website and your blog and your podcast and your speaking materials and your book. Does it all talk to each other? Is it cohesive and consistent? And he used the great example of Nike. He said you put your thumb over the swoosh and you still pretty much know it's Nike. Mm-hmm. Then it better be the same way for your personal brand. It's like energy. It's like the same energy and mood and feel. Mood. That's the word. It's Does it emote the same mood and feeling across all of the different platforms or even page to page on your website? We spend a lot of time looking at a lot of personal brand websites and it's like you can go from page to page and be like, is this the same person? Yeah. Is this the same thing? So I love that thumbnail rule. Yep. That's number one for me. Very good. The thing that I loved, one of the things was about reputation, just being boring in the middle. Like he said, (laughs) it's always exciting to start something new and it's fun when you finish things and you're going to launch them. 
But what you build a reputation on is that slogging through the middle every day. You know, we say all the time, success is never owned. It's rented and the rent is due every day. It's the consistency in the middle and that's what nobody is willing to do. It's like, oh, I've got a new book idea or a new funnel I want to launch or a new keynote. And it's always exciting when we're actually launching stuff. But where the big personal brands separate mm -hmm. themselves from everyone else is just the consistency. And, you know, if you stay around here at any, for any length of time, you'll hear us say all the time, inconsistency is the kiss of death. So I love that. Great reminder. Yeah. And I think on the topic of consistency, one of the struggles that we hear from a lot of personal brands that we work with is, well, how do I keep posting new content all the time? Mm. Where do I come up with this? And I loved his take on this. He was like, one, don't pride yourself in thinking everyone saw your content. <laughs> they did not. They didn't. 1% of the people saw your content one time. And maybe even read it. It was shown to 1% of the audience. <laughs> and it's like, that is like one of the biggest stressors that we've hear from all of our prospects, all of our clients, and even our own internal team. It's like, well, I've got to be coming up with new stuff all the time. And it's like, well, not really. And I love the, the entire example he gave. And you talked about it too. It's like, when you think about your favorite band and you're going to a concert and they're playing new stuff and old stuff, what do you look most forward to? The hits, baby. <laughs> Give me Garth Brooks' greatest hits. But it's true. Like we actually went to go see Garth just a couple of years ago, and he was trying out some new stuff from his album. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, get on to the old stuff. Like, get on to the stuff that I know all the words to. And how do I know all the words to it? Because I've heard it a thousand times, literally. Why do we treat our content differently? Why do we think that somebody read one thing one time and they got it mm -hmm. and, or that they read it or that they even saw it? And it was such an aha moment for me of being like, oh yeah, I should probably go back to some of those blogs or some of those posts and, and really see how many people actually viewed them. How often was this shared and how good was it? And actually reshare it. He talked about, he said one of the aha moments for him was when he realized that one of his longest time followers, like years and years later, said, I oh, mean, I didn't even know you had a book. He was like, I have four. <laughs> I have four. Um, and I think those are just really good reminders that we don't have to come up with new stuff. Uh, sometimes the best stuff we have is what people need to see most often. Yeah. And I think it's also a good humility reminder, right? Like, we're not the most important thing going on in the lives of our followers. We are very much a passive part of their a life, a fraction, like a very small fragment. And we get so consumed and it's just like, just keep encouraging people, just stay in front of them with something. And a lot of times they're going to love the greatest hits. So I like that. One of the things when I think about John Acuff, I think funny. I mean, that's where just my mind goes. It's just like, he's freaking hilarious. He's really and funny. we've been friends, like friend friends for years. We've known John off stage for years. And one of the things that I've always hated about him is how naturally <laughs> funny he is. Like it kind of, it, love it makes me real mad and jealous because <laughs> he's so like naturally. organically funny and it drives me nuts. But you know, over the years, I've actually learned that he really studies this stuff closely. He has a process and he shared a little bit of that. And one of the things that I loved was he said, zoom in and focus on the things that we all notice, but we don't say anything about. So whatever it is that frustrates you in life, if you zoom way in close and then it's like 
exaggerate it and blow it up and make it like a huge deal, that is one of the things that causes us to laugh. And I thought literally since I heard him say that on the interview, I have been doing that and it really, that's so practical and it really does work. So I thought it's not easy to teach comedy and certainly not with one tactical tip like that. And that was a huge one for me because I'm always looking to be funnier, even though I know, I know, like you laugh all the time when you're around, you can't handle Roy being any funnier, but yeah. particularly this one right here. She's Hilarious. what? <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what I was going to say. Moving on gracefully. Moving on. In addition to the comedic part, the humorous part, is I also thought there was a really good correlation to a lot of what we talk about is identifying your problem and what's your message, what's your uniqueness. And again, coming up with back to that concept of you don't have to come up with brand new content every day or every week or every year, many times. And he talks about being a social commentator. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really true. Yes, for the comedic part, but also for the content part. Like if you just think about what problem you solve and what is your message to the world and where does your uniqueness lie and you look at every single thing around you and just put the lens of your personal lens. brand to that content, you would never have to come up with anything new ever again, ever. There is enough content in the world that all you need to do is share your perspective. What is your unique lens on it through the problem you solve and the message you share and promote that out to the world? Yeah, that's huge. And this reminded me specifically of our podcast power event, which is it's interesting. Of all the events that we do, it's always about kind of building your brand and building your business. But podcast power is really special because it's the one where you're the host and you're putting other people in the spotlight. And we talk about how it's a unique set of skills. And we talk about the lens a lot and how to shape your lens, find your lens, what is your lens. And I was, when you brought this up, I actually, this wasn't in my highlights, but when AJ shared it with me, I was like, gosh, that really was so good. Because my highlight was so good. Yeah, yours, they're always so great. <laughs> But like Rush Limbaugh, you know, he's the biggest radio personality in the world, has been for years. He never comes up with content. All he's doing yeah. is commenting on stuff happening in the news. And the reason people love Rush Limbaugh, whether you love him or not, is they want his take on the news. They're not listening to him to get the news. They can get the news anyway. They're listening for his take on the news. It's not really new content. It's a new perspective on what's happening. So that just to underline that one was, was really good. Really good. Um, and then the last thing, which I think too was a really aha moment for me when I really, really did enjoy this interview a lot and highly recommend you listening to it. Um, is this whole idea of trying to figure out social media. And uh, I yeah. just think the, which can be frustrating. Well, just even the idea of trying to figure out is funny. Like there's so much comedy in that. And he talks about it as he relates it to a toddler. He said social Such media a great metaphor. is a toddler. It is a moving target. Constantly it changing. It's constantly changing. It's evolving. It's growing. Every single day there's something new. The algorithm changes and everything you thought you once knew is now completely brand new. And from someone who has a toddler, that just really resonated with me. <laughs> and I think it's and really me. important because... What he talks about is stop trying to figure out the formula of what's going to get you the most likes, the most shares, the most content, and actually focus on just providing really good, unique, authentic Amen. content. Focus on the value. Focus on what you have to say to the world. 
And don't focus on how many likes it's going to get. And then don't stress out when you got 300 likes and the next guy got 30,000 likes, which I think is personally awesome that Instagram just announced. There were no more likes. They were moving the visibility of visibility of likes. There are still likes, but you can only see how many likes you get. And I think this is an amazing move from Instagram, both from Love a it. self-esteem perspective, because we put so much value into, well, guess that wasn't good. It only got 30 likes instead of, I touched the lives of 30 people today. Heck yes. What a game changer that's going to be for your own self Confidence. confidence and what you put out there and who you're really trying to read. Focusing like, on your audience instead of focusing on your competition. Like, Amen. Yeah. So I'm so excited about that. And I love the way that John talked about it. It's like, forget the likes, forget all of that. Produce good, valuable content for your target audience that is authentic and genuinely yours. And then just keep doing it. Plus, I'm going to just be like utterly convinced that every one of my posts get as many likes as The Rock. And I'm just be like, of course they do. Like you can't, why would it be different? So last thing, my third one was just another good reminder from John about you have to be brave and you have to be creative when you're building your reputation. And basically, that means being willing to invest into your personal brand. Part of being brave is it's like taking the step, but a lot of times that is investing, right? Like a lot of times when you're starting something new, you have to invest some money, you have to invest some time. And it's the most scary feeling because it's like, well, making money doesn't come until later. And so you're shelling out, but I'm reminded also, it reminded me of um, Randy Gage, who was one of my old friends and mentors. And he said to me one time, you always have to be willing to be the number one investor in your own dream. You have to be willing to bet on you. Like if you're not willing to bet on you, why would anyone else bet on you? And part of the reason why we provide so much free content is because we hope that people get enough from the free stuff that we're sharing that it reduces the risk to go, you know what? I can trust Brand Builders Group. I know they do good stuff because it's a scary thing. And we consider it a big privilege and a responsibility to work with people in exchange for their dollars. But whether it's with us or anyone else or whatever your dream is, right? Like you have to invest. There's just no way to grow the thing without investing. And it's been really awesome to see the trajectory of John's career because he's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger now over what's been a long time. And he's somebody who's investing and growing and learning that was inspiring to me. Yeah, and I think just to kind of wrap that up, I think the biggest thing is like if you're not willing to invest in your own business, why would customers? Oh. It's like why would customers pay you if you're not willing to put that money back into your own business because you believe in it so much? And it's like you should invest as much as you expect your customers to. And that just lays it out to if you're not constantly upping the game, then don't expect your customers to either. There you have it. That is the three and three from the Influential Personal Brand Recap from myself and AJ. Thank you so much for being here. We'll catch you next time on the Influential Personal Brand. Bye, everybody.
That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation.